Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. I am editor Matthew Pellet and I am joined here today by... Uh, I am staff writer Ben Tyra. And I'm the other staff writer, Jen Simpkins. Uh, Jen is rather quiet today, you can hear. Like she's at half volume because she's a bit poorly. A bit husky. Um, yeah, husky. Yeah, we've still got earbuds <laughs> in because even at half volume, Jen is brain-explodingly loud. Uh, <laughs> but but thanks for braving it today, Jen. We were going to do this podcast last week, um, but Ben was in the uh, Ben was out in the office, excuse me, and Jen was at quarter volume. Uh, yeah, and I was literally just coughing every three seconds. So you might hear one or two, but Ben might do some editing magic. I don't know. My... You might have to just cope with my hacking, my hacking cough. Yeah, um, she sounds like she's auditioning for some horror movie. Um, which <laughs> she's is patient for, zero. <laughs> which is made for some oh, fun office don't noises. Don't make me laugh. I'm going to cough in their faces. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Very <laughs> yeah. um, holes. So, Welcome to Monday. <laughs> so we're going to kick off, as we always kick off, with what we're playing now. We need to be a little bit careful because actually what we're mostly playing now is PlayStation VR stuff. Mm. But it's a little bit too early for us to be talking about what we're playing now on PlayStation VR. So sorry for that. But what we'll do, we'll try and do a mini-sode next week for you to give you our hottest PlayStation VR impressions, early review thoughts, um, so that like day one you'll be there listening to us, telling you what games you need to buy. Um, so you won't have to hold on long for that, I promise you. Um, but apart from VR, guys, what have you been playing? Well, I'll uh, I'll go first. It is nothing but FIFA. <laughs> it has got its claws right back into me. Okay. Um. So I've done the review. Uh. For the next issue, which will be on shelves the twenty seventh of October. Twenty fifth. Oh, so two days close. out. P forty five. P forty three in this instance. Um. No. So I've been playing a lot of FIFA. I've got back into Ultimate Team, and uh, readers of the mag will know that I once. Over the course of my stupid lifetime, I've spent about £700 on it. That amount hasn't gone up yet. Uh, I am enjoying getting back into that, though. Uh, so I'm playing a lot of that. I actually spent eight, six or seven hours on Saturday while Charlotte was at the house, just n- on nothing but Ultimate Team. But how much have you spent spent? That's what I Oh, yeah, nothing. Nothing? Zero. Okay. Yet. Do you did say you? yet. Do yet. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> For for all intents and purposes, um, but no, it's it's really really good this year. Um, so yeah, mainly that. Why is it Why is it so good this year? Um, I, is know. it Isn't it just you love Ultimate Team? And you no. were like a kid at Christmas, and you were getting FIFA, and you're like, oh, I can't wait. You literally you said I to was. me, you were like, it is like Christmas. I I've never seen you so excited for anything. I could I can actually say yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> it, it's weird with FIFA because. Um, Every, like the last two years I've played nothing but career mode because uh, I kind of had to tame the ultimate team beast but I think this year they've got a new thing in called squad building challenges so instead of selling your cards in the auction house it will give you certain requirements you have to fulfill uh, with the cards you have so say for instance you have to make a team of 11 which is a bronze team mm. um, which are lower league players you then have to like figure out how to like move them about get the right cards and then you trade them in for slightly better cards, or well, for a pack that might give you slightly better cards. So this risk and reward micromanagement has ah, just got me right in again. I and I'm, the addiction's back. I'm <laughs> thinking all the time about when I can play it. I'm on the web <laughs> app at lunch, just like putting cards in the auction place, get more coins to buy packs. Um, it's not, in terms of on the pitch, it's not quite as good as pairs. I know somebody actually tweeted me a few weeks ago 
um, asking like which one is better. I'd say on the pitch, Pez is better purely because the passing is a little crisper. Um, the way you can like work team goals. Uh, I'm a big fan of playing a sort of short passing game, and I think that works just a little bit better on Pez. But the actual presentation of FIFA is amazing. Um, it looks pretty nice from the screenshots I've seen. Yeah. The pitch looks very, very pretty, very well lit. I think so it's just it the insane amount of detail. So when I play at Goodison Park as Everton, did I mention that I'm an Everton fan? No. Uh, tell me more I'm about I'm sure I've never Everton mentioned it. Um, but I, on the hoardings, like the local charity, Everton in the community comes up. Or when I was playing at um, the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth, my old university, Bournemouth, Bournemouth University was advertised. Oh. It's, it's little touches like that okay. which you just can't get in Pez mm. and it really does sort of draw you in and you notice it and you kind of have that moment of like, this is to an insane degree the amount of detail that put into this. When you were in Anfield, is Mighty Red there? Uh, I haven't seen Mighty Red, I'm afraid. Do they have Rubbish game. Rubbish game. game. What, Changi's not in there? Changi's not in there. The, uh, the Gunasaurus isn't in there. The Manchester United one, who I will not learn of, is not in there. Isn't that the red devil? Sure, it is. It? I just don't want to give it its Ooh. name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't speak it, or it will appear. So yeah, and obviously there. Matt seen me get annoyed in the office as Games Master Staff Writer Ben Griffin just spanks me again for the oh sort of dear. third match. Come on, in a row. you've got to uphold our honour. Yeah, Jen and I are good at games. Oh, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> I, I sort of left that off the covering letter. <laughs> well, what have you been playing, Matt? Uh, what what? You're, you're not hosting. What's going on? I want to hear what you because I was oh. thinking if you're so because I know kind of what you've been playing. Well, yeah, that's the trouble. And you have lot. to be good at games to play what you're playing. Yeah, I, I, well, <laughs> I, I don't know that I can talk about that. I've been playing like a few things for review. This mm. this next issue that we're working on, the one out 25th of October, mm. not the 27th. Oh, then, so um, uh, like one of those is Tomb Raider, uh, another one of those is Thumper. Um, I very much want to talk lots about both. All I'll say about Tomb Raider is I, I played it on Xbox back in January, February time. I got it for Christmas because I'm a big Tomb Raider fan. I didn't want to wait the year for it to come to PS4. Um, when I played it on Xbox, I thought um, it was not as good as the previous Tomb Raider, the reboot like in terms of its campaign. It was very solid, uh, like a well-made campaign with definite mechanical improvements over the reboot, but as an overall place to fit. And it, it was largely the place Siberia. Uh, I didn't find it quite as an inviting uh, campaign as the reboot or, you know, many of Croft's older adventures. Um, that still holds true, like, no matter what format you're playing it on. Like, it hasn't magically moved from Siberia to Egypt. Um, but it is, uh, I don't know if I can talk about the, the code I've been playing at home, but let's say the code that I played when I went to Crystal Dynamics a couple of months ago, uh, it does definitely feel more technically proficient oh, on PlayStation because I had a couple of technical issues on Xbox. A really weird one, actually, where um, anytime a CG uh, cutscene played, so not an ANG one, but a CG cutscene played, the audio would just drop out huh. like momentarily, like every four or five seconds, like repeatedly. Oh, that's quite annoying. Uh, and that hasn't happened on PlayStation. I mean, when I was at Crystal Dynamics, play on PlayStation. Um, <laughs> so, so it's it's really good. Tons of improvements over the previous campaign, um, but I don't think the campaign is as as warm and fuzzy as it could have been. Send me send me off to like the jungle next time, Crystal. Send me off to somewhere hot and sweaty like Peru or like I, I Egypt don't know. Again. Yeah, Egypt. Like, <laughs> but even so, like I preferred the jungles, the dinosaur-filled caves, that kind of stuff. That to me is Tomb Raider. That's that's where I want to go. Um, 
But this PlayStation version has tons of extras, as you will know if you read the cover feature, um, and they're really cool. Um, I won't go into too many details, but um, mm -hmm. I think that overall, like, as a package, yeah, I'm very, very happy as a Tomb Raider fan with, with what we've got. Um, thumbs up from me. Nice. That's what I'll say. Uh, so I've been playing some of that. Last issue, I reviewed a bunch of stuff. I reviewed Hitman, Colorado. Uh, Have you been playing it much? Yeah, I can't. I can't really say. Like Colorado's decent. It's it's another infiltration. Well, another. It's like the most infiltration heavy uh, episode. So there are bits of Marrakesh, which were all about like hiding and stealthing, almost metal gearing. And Colorado definitely plays up that side of things. Although if you get a guard uniform, you can wander about still. There is some social stealth elements. It's it's in a very brown environment. It's yeah. a, it's a farm that's been taken over, and it's like a military base now, like, like, oh, a, little a, like a little militia uh, training camp. And yeah, they've taken over this farm. Instead of two targets, which you normally get, there are four. So like it's a lot bigger, um, but it's not it, it, coming in from Bangkok, which was this really lavish world, like this ornate ho uh, hotel. hotel. Right? Yeah. And it just felt like it was fun to be in there. Like Colorado is not a fun environment to be in, albeit there are some great creative kills. Um, I, I'll be honest, like when I found a combine harvester, like a couple of minutes in, I was very sad. I couldn't <laughs> hop in and, oh. and mow down my target. Oh, away. that seems like it'd be perfect. Yeah, perfect, right? But yeah. there are fun like things involving like mess with the brakes so you could just like push <laughs> yeah, it away like towards something. But, but there are some fun things involving exploding tech and uh <laughs> and slurry pits and other stuff Ooh. so so it's, so it's definitely a, a decent episode it's um just not my favorite episode it's not it's not what i go to and you know what, what i go to hitman for how have you found the game overall because obviously they've Great. yeah so they've taken this really sort of episodic structure do you think it's helped or hindered hitman uh, it, it's tricky like when you analyze it on a level by level basis like each level your rating like it's its own mini little game and really like hitman needs peaks and troughs and so like you might come to an episode which is a trough and like as part of a wider package if you're just reviewing hitman as an entire season it's like well that's natural like you can't have every single level like 10 out of 10 like all ticking all the boxes because all the boxes probably can only be ticked by one or two levels before it starts getting repetitive. So right. you need okay. like different types of levels. So uh, in terms of like perhaps scores that are coming in, it might be a hindrance to the game just because there are some levels that people gravitate to. There are some that people won't naturally want to play uh, as much, you know, won't want to live in that world for days and days and days. And um, because it's like a monthly drop and they're not getting something new until the next month, they're, they're kind of forced to, right? Um, so yeah, on a case by case basis on that episode by episode, um, some people might be looking and thinking, oh, I don't know if it's for me, but it's a, it's a whole thing. It's frigging brilliant. It's genuinely great. Um, I just, I don't know how well it's doing truthfully. Um, but I, I found like all of the old ones, even Marrakesh, which I wasn't a big fan of over time, they've improved. Like you get the. Uh, elusive targets which add stuff to the levels but there are challenges that are being added as well all the time which they don't really you know shout too much about but you you'll pop in and it's like oh there's another 10 challenges to do in marrakesh oh. let's dive back in and do some more so yeah. 
So all the old levels are uh, evolving, and as they get feedback from players and as they realise, oh, they could perfect some things here and there, like little tweaks are coming in that are changing the game totally. Um, whether it's like map icons are changing or AI behaviour in certain situations. Um, so revis revisiting like Paris, which you need to actually quite a lot for elusive targets. There are a lot of elusive targets in Paris. Uh, it's a different experience, albeit subtly, but if, if you're properly playing that game an awful lot, you notice as the months go by, it change. Uh, so that's really cool. And obviously every new level that comes out, you get new kit. So you can take that kit that you unlock in, take it back in to Bangkok and yeah. in Colorado and, you know, in Japan next month, you get to take it back and play with it in early levels and approach them in different ways. So it's great. I love it. Is it challenging blood money in your estimation at all for um, favourite hmm. Hitman game? I mean, blood money so iconic, right? It has yeah, icon I, are there those same sort of iconic moments for you in, in the new There are definitely or? some. Like, there are some that are... Are great in the new hitman because they call back to the iconic scenes in blood money right. when they were fresh in blood money right mm. so i think side by side i would still say blood money is but even though like if you play it today you'll probably be like oh my goodness how did i cope <laughs> with like this really janky ai and mm. like glitches all over the place which we don't accept in the current climate no. um i think the struggle that they've got with the new hitman is that because they're releasing it episodically there is a tendency to go bigger and bigger and bigger and <clears throat> better and grander with all the different levels. Whereas some of the highlights in Blood Money were really small, compact levels. So you had a one called A New Life, which was set in like, a little suburb in America. And like it was only there were a few houses, but it really just focused on one house. Um and it's it's for many people, it's like in their top three levels of, mm. of all of Hitman. And you can't do that i mean there is a way of doing it but you can't really come out with a level that's that's a small suburb now in, in the new hitman and sell that as a level right yeah it has to be done in a way that you feel you're getting value for money so whether they they do a situation where an episode actually contains three small levels perhaps they could do that mm -hmm. they could maybe do it as a so one of the summer uh, summer bonus episodes where it kind of repackaged Sapienza into a film set, yeah. but it locked off much of that world. So it then became a very small area. I actually think that was one of the weakest parts of the new Hitman. I, I didn't very much like that that summer episode um, transition for Sapienza. The Marrakesh stuff was fine, but Sapienza didn't really you know, push the buttons for me. Um, but maybe you could do it as part of that and just lock off bits of area. Mm. Uh, or the other thing that they can do is revisit the training mission. Uh, so the training mission is in an old silo and they kind of put up you know, rickety plyboard buildings and create these fictitious hits or, or actually like they recreate hits from the past, but in this fictitious setting with um, with actors instead. And you can maybe use that kind of environment to do more compact little hits like they did in, in the prologue in that first mm. episode. Uh, so that'd be interesting. The, the trouble with the the idea of taking one episode to deliver three small areas is that again it harks back to that peaks and troughs and, and the balance of uh, you know an entire season in flow. So in Blood Money you had big level, big level, maybe a little short level and another big level. Right. If you if you do a drop with three small levels, you got you know giant level, giant level, giant level, three tiny levels, giant level, and, and that flow as a as a season like the progression of a season is disrupted in mm. that sense so 
I still don't know how they get that balance right. I definitely think they do need to somehow introduce that balance because it is just getting like bigger and bigger and it can be quite exhausting. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. It's it's still a fantastic game when viewed as a whole. Mm. It's just some levels are better than others. But then name, me a, name me a game when that isn't the case. Yeah, well, like exactly. Every single game has that situation. Yeah, there's like peaks. With levels. Lulls. No smart artist telling me open world. <laughs> 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 um, but you know where I'm it's coming like, from. It's like, well, Witcher 3. Uh, what about you? Destiny? Or? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Destiny Rise of Iron. Um, a lot of Overwatch. I've still um, not turned still... on Destiny. I've had oh, time. That's so good it is so good i mean the main campaign is really short shorter than i was expecting um but interesting i don't think it's as i don't think the enemy is as iconic as uh oryx mm -hmm. from the taken king just because it's um it's like a disease rather than a big scary dude with a scary face Wait, have, you, have you got the shiva virus uh, the Siva. have you got that have i got it You're oh hacking, yeah oh then. yeah 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 hacking cough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I caught it. I caught the destiny bug and the and the Siva bug. But yeah, no, it's it's really good. Um, mainly it's the exotic missions that are proving to be uh just well worth uh buying the expansion alone. That and the new social space, which is amazing, okay. which has wolves around that you can you can't pet them because Bungie didn't want people like stroking these wild animals. They went to a wolf sanctuary actually, apparently, and were and were told, you know, could you please not portray wolves as um as sort of you know domesticated pets because they're not the wild animals i wonder what they would have done had they not been told that i, I bet i bet they would like have considered well, really them as mounts want... like forget yeah, sparrows like wolves. you're like saddling up on giant wolves yeah. bounding well i, through I, I the live cosmodrome. in hope that they're gonna make some sort of emote that is a sort of petting emote but i, I doubt they will but um you can kind of crouch next to them and like cuddle into them so i like can to imagine you, i'm hugging them <laughs> can you pretend that they are dire wolves from game of thrones well, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so it, I mean, it's madness flies straight over my head. But yeah, that sort of fun. Animal. But hang, hang on, like, <laughs> what what would pretending they're direwolves do? How does that be come the... across in an emote? Maybe I don't know how it would come across in an emote. I didn't even know. What I didn't, even, I didn't even think my joke through. Oh, this is <laughs> you're just like oh, I know what else has wolf in it. <laughs> I I can somehow make my way into this conversation. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, apparently Bungie said like that whole expansion was like they were like, well, we're big fans of Game of Thrones. <laughs> a lot of the armor sort of like re re oh, really? reflects that sort of aesthetic. Well, the new social space is actually called um, Fell Winter Peak, and apparently there's a place in Game of Thrones called like Winterfell or something. Am I am I getting that yeah, right? Yeah, is. I think a lot of it is like kind of drawing from that aesthetic, which is really interesting. Um, and there's a jumping puzzle in the new social space that goes on for ages. It's easily jump uh, Destiny's like biggest jumping puzzle and toughest. Um, just and like that episode of Game of Thrones where Sean Bean <laughs> jumps over chasms. I'm just like, whoosh, what? But it's a snowy area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's through the wall of the Cosmodrome. Yes, through yeah. Through the wall. Mm. I see what they're doing there's there. A, there's yeah. a, oh, well, there, there's, you know, a, a big wall that you basically, the wall of the Cosmodrome is the first thing you ever see in Destiny. Um, and now it's kind of been... Um, uh, destroyed and broken into by uh, the new the new faction that are kind of infected. Splices. Was the story written by Morge Jartin? <laughs> Morge Morge Mama Jartin? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But but you are so this is because you've been playing Destiny solidly now since the start of the year. So do you think there's small like tweaks and changes are for the better? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's like a a lot of the things feel like revelatory and and like it's pushing it forward and i mentioned um this a little bit when i went to bungie and played it and wrote our cover feature um 
like the the new strike for instance is kind of like a very different sort of structure which is really really enjoyable um i've already run it a fair few times even though i played it a few times at bungie um really really interesting and sort of um uh encourages like repeat play which is really important for a strike if you want you've got to want to play it more because you have to play it more in destiny if you want like the right engrams you need to pop a three of coins which makes like the chance that you'll get a really good drop from an enemy like a lot more um so so it's really important that they sort of for me make a, a more freer flowing strike which they have done which is really impressive um and the new crucible is incredible i've already been playing so many private matches um because you can just go in alone or go in with your buddy and you can just walk around um and go secret hunting or just do like one-on-ones and stuff um and not have to worry about like 10 year olds with insane reflexes just killing you every time you're looking at the skybox so that's really fun um so i've been playing a lot of that yeah and i've also been playing a lot of um, I've also played Virginia, which we've reviewed uh, ah, in this yes. issue, which was really interesting. Um, I liked it more than Firewatch personally, but then Matt told me as I was going in, he was like, well, don't expect it to make much coherent sense. Um, so that was useful for me because I went in mm. sort of expecting it to be quite vague and trippy and just enjoyed the experience rather than getting angry. It's maybe, masterfully it, made. Like that it game is, is superbly The music together. alone, like you should The music just play and it the for. editing between scenes, yeah. like the jump the cuts. The jump between, cuts. Oh. I've, I've convinced Charlotte uh, to play it with me. Yes. So I'm gonna, Ben's yeah. got to play it. it. I think you'll love it, Ben. Um, and also I've been playing a lot of Hohokam, which I never played. I was a huge... Mm. Loco Roco fan and a fan of a game uh, called Electroplankton, which was on the DS. Um, and Hohokam is a very sort of abstract game about you're like a little kite snake worm uh, trying to find your friends in these amazing worlds that kind of make music and cause things to happen. It's absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's a PS3 game originally. Um, and I've been playing it on PS4 and loving that. So lots of things. Lots awesome. of things. <laughs> so we have a brand new issue out. Um, I say it's brand new. It came out last Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but our podcast got delayed. So it's still kind of new um, that we're going to briefly talk about. So it's actually another twin issue special. Um, the main cover is PlayStation 4 Pro. And the second magazine is all about PlayStation VR because it is the launch of PlayStation VR. Uh, as we record this, we're 10 days away from the launch of PSVR. Um, and it's fair to say all three of us are super excited and we're, we're looking forward to next week on the podcast when we can, can kind of let loose and oh, talk more so about, much to talk about. about what we've been playing, what we've been enjoying. We have been enjoying lots, let <laughs> me say that. Um, it's a new issue, twin uh, twin issue mag out on on sale now on all good shelves at supermarkets and news agents and my favorite magazines.com yeah yeah or dot co dot uk dot co dot uk it yeah. might be dot com too but it's certainly <laughs> my favorite magazines forward slash opm subs anyway it's everywhere look yes. around you'll probably see it. it's got big ps4 pro on the cover so what's in it uh you know first and foremost that cover feature ps4 pro we have 14 pages on the new playstation uh, I went over to New York for the review, uh, the review, let's try that again, for the reveal um, in early September. We got to play with the console, see Horizon Zero Dawn running on PS4 Pro, see Mass Effect Andromeda, um, play Farpoint with PlayStation VR powered by PS4 Pro. <laughs> and God, this gets confusing. But like <laughs> PSVR through, you know, using PS4 Pro is better than 
PSVR on standard. It looks PS4. sharper, right? Could you? Yeah, there, there's more detail in the world. Right. So, so it's VR. Like the headset is the headset, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't magically gain more pixels on that screen um, via Pro, but what it does, it can. Um, it basically outputs an image at a high resolution, which it then crunches down for VR to project right into your the, face, yeah, yeah. Uh, directly into your eyeballs, and that that effectively works like super sampling. So you are getting a better picture as a result. Okay. So you get more detail in in worlds. Um, I'll be honest. I think I might have said this on the podcast last time that I think it's like twice as detailed Farpoint on, on VR via Pro rather than standard PS4. I couldn't. I, I I'd need to see it side by side. I didn't get the sense of it being twice as detailed. Right. Truthfully, um, there was definitely a, an improvement, but I wouldn't push to say, oh yeah, it definitely looked twice as good. Okay. Um, but I'm super excited for when we do get the kit in the office and we can do side by side comparisons yeah, and see, oh, actually, how does it run? And there are, I think, in the coming days, you can expect to hear news of even more games that are gonna be making use of PS4 Pro. Um, some exciting ones for me, definitely, because um, yeah, I like being at that event. It was really weird because I didn't think the presentation was that good, that solid, um, and there were a couple of things I'm sitting there looking at the screen thinking oh, I'm not seeing much of a difference here. But then it was the hands-on section afterwards where they had buttons on the debug machines to just switch yeah, between wipe, regular yeah. and pro visuals and it's like oh my word okay now i can see <laughs> the benefit of this and i'm buying an hdr tele and i'll be buying pro um like horizon and days gone uh, and uncharted and, and the last of us like these were incredible incredible things to witness um on pro so i'm super excited about that and you can uh, witness on pro too oh the witness the we've witness. we have <laughs> <Ben's> <laughs> there's like, too nope. many too much podcast <laughs> no. time has been dedicated to the witness moving on yes. <laughs> Uh, so, so lots about that. Uh, we've got huge features on Titanfall, uh, Titanfall 2. We sent uh, one of our guys over to Respawn Entertainment to play it. Uh, we've got a big feature on WWE 2K17 with little interviews with Goldberg and Sasha Banks in there as well. We've got first word on Metal Gear Survive, which you saw at Gamescom, Ben. Did, yep. Um, I went to Call of uh, COD XP for this issue. Oh, yeah, you did. Yep. COD I XP. got shot in the neck, which is neck. why yeah. you get a lovely little... Oh, is that your meet the team? This, yeah, this yeah. So there's a picture of yeah. Ben being shot in the neck, or in the aftermath of being shot in the neck, and his hands-on thoughts of zombies in space yeah. land. which is very, very good. It Don't give it all away, Ben. It looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, spoilers, is it good? Spoilers. <laughs> uh, we've got some really cool pr games previewed this issue, including Dishonored 2, The Last Guardian, uh, Watch Dogs 2, World of Final Fantasy, Injustice 2, Steep, lots of stuff. Oh, Battlefield 1. <gasps> forget Battlefield 1. Oh, Again, nice. that was one of so yours. Close. Yeah, it was. I got to play that at Gamescom as well, which was, um, I mean, I'll, everybody's played the beta by now, which was uh, the map they were showing off at Gamescom. But yeah, people are right to be excited about Battlefield 1. Horses and they also revealed the single player trailer this week for the campaign, which yeah, they've been yeah. holding back off for a while. Oh, yeah. I saw that with the she's a like Bedouin soldier or something. I think it's 
I, I get the impression they're, they're definitely globetrotting. Right. He's got a bit of Lawrence of Arabia, a bit more sort mm. of it's, aftermath. It's a mix of different scenarios. Yeah, I really kind of get the impression it might be. I mean, again, I'm only speculating here, but I think it could be more like an anthology. So you get a mission or two focused in one area and then it jumps to kind mm. of like how all Call of Duties used to do um, levels where you'd have. You mean like back in the COD 2 days? Yeah, sorry, yeah, the COD sort of like pre modern warfare days. Um, it looks interesting, although, you know, somebody who like finished Battlefield 3 and did not care for it, like I want to see if DICE can like really nail the single player this time, but most people won't be going. How many years that. have we been saying DICE just need to nail a single, single player? Yeah, like, they've got Star, Wars, player, Star Wars Battlefront, please. I remember being on <laughs> Xbox World back in like 2008 and being like, ugh. Dice can do multiplayer, but they can't do single player. Yeah. And yeah. it's like eight years on. Get even, your act together. Even this year with Catalyst, because that was a uh, Meeks reviewed that for us and gave yeah, it a. It was, was it seven? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was fine, but. Yes, like, a lot of the same. I felt Star Wars Battlefront could have really done with the campaign. I'm hoping Battlefront 2, if it ever comes out, like, that's, that's all I want from that, really. Like, the multiplayer was, like, fine and good and, like, really enjoyable, but, like, come on, I want to. I want to I get think into that world. Especially more. between Battlefront and Battlefield One, you know, Dice, what they're doing now is this incredible incredibly detailed worlds that you feel so much a part of in mm. that multiplayer. And it's that mm. experience that initially hooks you. But you say you want like you want to see that where they can actually mold experiences around it and create like yeah. big like ground Battlefront set was like pieces. being in Star Wars. Like the sound design, the way everything looked, like mm. it was it was incredible. Like so so faithful to that entire universe and then to not like use the incredible story from that universe or build something in it just seemed mental oh, don't know <laughs> so that's a little taster as to what's in the main mag but the second mag this month is 68 pages all about playstation vr yeah. um and our silly pictures <laughs> there are some silly pictures with us on the front and indeed throughout the mag apologies for those um <laughs> Just to check your For still... mine in particular. Uh, <laughs> no, they're brilliant. But we've got we've got tons of stuff like our hands-on impressions of the kits, uh, lots of lovely big shots of the kit and the peripherals uh, that go with it as well, uh, and explanations as to what they all do and why you need them. Yeah, pretty much. Basically. Uh, and then <laughs> lots and lots of stuff on all the games. I mean, to be honest, we could have filled about three four mags we've this size demoed with... a lot of yeah. games between the three of yeah, us <laughs> like we've, we played a very healthy portion of these games that we have covered at some point or other mm. over the last few months um i really wish we had about 300 pages and another couple of months to write <laughs> write it all up. Like we were making this magazine, things kept coming out, like just more and more stuff announced. And we were like, oh my gosh, now we got to write something about this. Like the launch lineup is massive alone. Yeah. Oh, so we had to keep adding and stuff. And even, <laughs> even just little things like the Star Wars Battlefront, X-Wing, oh, Rogue yeah. One VR mission, yep. mm -hmm. Infinite Warfare's VR mission. It just, it just yeah, didn't Tomb stop Raiders coming. Thing. Tomb Raider. So, so basically, we've got a guide of, of not quite every game coming out on PlayStation VR because there are definitely a few that haven't made this mag. But like many of the, well, mostly the launch games in the next few months, what you can expect from PlayStation VR, uh, we've picked out our highlights. We've also flagged up like the controllers that you need mm -hmm. for them. So like, if there are some that require to move controllers, for instance, we have said we've specified just so you can be prepared. You know what you need to play these games. Um, and yeah, some silly faces as well to go along with it, including <laughs> Jen trying to be a crab. 
which is very interesting. Uh, and me making some sort of weird fish face of, yeah. of wonder and amazement. Ben being a bird. <laughs> what was going on there, Tyler? I, I just finally gave in. Thought I would let my spirit animal out into the mag. What bird? Um, pigeon. Pigeon. <laughs> all the, the all the the world of avian wildlife. You can, I don't can, know. Maybe... Can say like glorious eagle or. I'm not. Now you're like yeah, pigeon. I'm at best a sparrow. (laughs) So yeah, if you want to see me getting scared by VR horrors and Ben being a flying rat, then uh, (laughs) pick up the new magazine. I do love rats. (laughs) They were said with affection. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. uh, And also this month, just flag up, you can win a PlayStation VR as well. Uh, We've got a compo to win a PSVR kit, uh, which is PSVR obviously, but we bundled in the camera as well because you do need the camera Mm -hmm. to make it work. And a copy of Call of Duty Infinite Warfare so that you can get your COD VR on. Mm, Um, You actually played it, didn't you? Jackal Assault on VR. I played Jackal Assault on VR, which was uh, good. Yeah. Um, It's very much... It was something that was designed originally for COD XP and was going to be exclusive to it. And Acti decided to release it alongside. Um, With the game... um, I have we don't care about the game. Talk about the VR stuff. Yeah, yeah. People want to win it. The spaceship. Yeah, but what is it? What do you do? So cool. So it is basically you are strapped into Jackal, which is something you'll play in the single player campaign, and you will fly off doing a reconnaissance mission when you're attacked by the SDF, which is the game's main enemies. And you've got to see how many you can take down before something happens. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. A bit of intrigue there. And this, is in, this is in deep space, right? This is in deep space. This is in proper... Um, the sort of opening of Star Trek space where it like zooms across all the planets. Um, yeah, it was. It's really fun, and um, I think you're gonna like it. But there's a lot. Something um, I read about it. Uh, I, I believe uh, Taylor was mentioning it uh, in an interview with me about like back at E3. Kurosaki, uh, who's the game's yes creative Taylor director. Creative Is it- director. Is he not narrative? Narrative director. Yeah. Narrative, narrative director. Narrative director on uh, um, Infinite Warfare. Um, obviously, he's worked on uh, the Uncharted series and, and uh, Jack and Crash Bandicoot. Ah! Um, but um, he's saying that the controls for it are very much mapped to like standard FPS controls, so it's like quite familiar. Um, did, like, did that make a difference? So, um, yeah, is it I think... easy to control? I think because I'd played a few... Because... Um, kind of space dog fighting is becoming its own genre now in VR mm-hmm. with Eve Valkyrie and Star Wars Battlefront. Um, so it was very, like, I'd played a few games they all share relatively similar controls. So you get in, it's like, it does feel quite natural when you're piloting it. Um, the only thing I will say is, again, with VR, you have it, there's a, a, a noticeable uh, knockoff on the graphics. Oh, yeah. It's not quite got your standard um, COD sheen to it. Yeah. But... It kind of you're. It's made up for the fact that like, you're kind of you're in, in this dogfight, like barreling around and having a, a grand old Did time shooting. Did it have shooting. like um, the HUD like around you? Because that's, yeah. that's something I really it's enjoy always, in VR, I where think... you can like look at your shields if you look to the right and like all this, like those little things. Like... It's always that same thing when you look in the cockpit and you turn your head. It's like no, I'm turning my head and I'm looking out that way. Yeah, and I'm even doing it into the microphone, which is bad audio oh, recording. Yeah. <laughs> we should probably not do that. But yeah, it's it is that sense of place where your your mind your body's telling you you're in a room and your mind is saying no you're in space right yeah. now <laughs> yeah, it's weird, fighting it? it's like it's, i can feel my fantastic. sofa but no i'm in space but, but yeah it's 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 that weird thing for me where like you suddenly start to like in like demos of vr games with like cockpits where 
like it like you sort of naturally start to look at the hud like around you and like to check something and then you kind of your brain catches yourself and you're like oh my god i just did that like do you know what i mean like it's really weird and then those little flashes of like actually being so immersed that you're looking out of like to your left to like have a peep at where an enemy is or something like so, some of those moments like i'm still getting used to that that moment of like oh my gosh i'm like for the, for that fleeting second i've completely forgotten like that I'm actually in a living room, you know what I mean? It's weird. So what we're saying is, enter the compo, <laughs> win PSVR, and then tell us how right we are. And then go into space <laughs> and shoot some bad guys. Um, so yeah. that's the new issue that's out now. As I say, we are busy working on our next one, which is going to have a lot of PSVR reviews in it. Um, but we'll hit you up with a mini-sode next week just to give you the early heads it's up. It's going to end oh, up being a maxi-sode, isn't yeah. it? The We're not, there won't be much mini about the that. The tapes are burning inside me. Um, but before that, we've got some uh, some hot opinions from you guys. Well, ben, this is ties in nice and thematically, because I asked our audience uh, what VR game they are most excited for. Ooh. So we've got some really, we've actually got some really good responses here. Cool. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, Chris Rich Gamer, who is at SilverWolfKR on Twitter. Hi, Chris. And he says, um, Eve Valkyrie and Battlezone VR, uh, plus being the Batman. He's also a hashtag Batman. Nice. So maybe it's a different superhero. And one for the... <laughs> hashtag Batman for the modern age. <laughs> hashtag Batman. He likes tweets. Uh, will also be pretty awesome. Yeah. Batman comes up a lot in the responses we got. And understandably so, we've played it at E3, and you, well, you played at E3, I played at Gamescom, mm -hmm. both loved it. I played it um, a couple of weeks ago at an event. Mm. Oh, Batman you, is so good. Yeah, You're right to be excited about strong. Batman, it's fun. Um, we've also uh, got um, Agent Smith, 007, um, most definitely Batman. Why? It's Batman. <laughs> Sound True. logic. True. Uh, also, Sounds like our review's written. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batman, Batman, Batman. It's good, <laughs> Just every single word. <laughs> yeah, every, like 10 out of 10. every single word is na 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 for the whole review and then just Batman at the end. He also says, uh, VR Worlds, as it's been built from the ground up for VR and will show off my new bit of kit, mm. which is, uh, yeah, there's so much in VR Worlds, which I'm looking forward to experiencing. Have you played any of VR Worlds? I haven't yeah. had a chance to I, demo it yet. Yeah, oh. we did, we've done some demos. It is so good. It's definitely um, based on our previous demos. Mm. It's definitely a game like you say, actually, there that is good for showing off mm. the new piece of kit. Like this is the VR Worlds is a game that you, when you have people around you, you want to say to them, right, VR, get on this, try this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to dunk you underwater with this, or I'm going to put you in the middle of a shootout with, with this. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the most immediately impactful, impressive way to show off. Yeah. VR. Just to be like, cause like from, from you get five different games and they're all kind of like, there's a lot of variety and, um, you know, there's a sense of like, as we're playing it, it's like, oh, okay, if you've got your parents and they don't really play games, you can just pop them underwater and they don't have to use a controller or anything. They can just look. Or if you've got a mate who's used to playing games, you can like, you know, put them in, put them in the London heist and get them to shoot at people. So like there's, there's definitely something for everyone in there from what we've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, we've got a special tweet here. It's the Going After Matt Pellet's Heart Award Ooh. from Paul Sims Fickett at the Sniper Gecko. He says, got to be Rise of the Tomb Raider, VR Mission, and also Final Fantasy XV. Nice. Good choices. Well, uh, Jen played Final Fantasy XV at E3. played Final Fantasy XV at E3. Like, don't get us wrong, we're very excited about Final Fantasy XV. Yeah, you that looks amazing. You weren't bowled over Yeah, by like, VR. I mean, I'm I'm not a massive Final Fantasy fan. I'm hugely looking forward to XV. Like, um, like, we've done a few previews on it now. Like, it sounds very much like my thing. Um, I'm really into kind of 
the new combat style, um, like the real-time combat. Um, the VR experience is something very different. It's very short. It's kind of like just like a you know like a light gun shooter. Um, you're fighting this big boss like with with your team, uh, your um, your prompter I believe with the gun. Mm. Uh, so you're just sort of firing a gun at this big thing, and it it sort of lasts about three or five minutes, three to five minutes, and then you're in a car uh, with a very well endowed lady. <laughs> Um, and you're driving along a road and that's kind of the end of it. It's very short and a bit strange, but I think if like you're a big fan and you kind of want to be like in the arena, like it's really fun seeing the rest of the team in Noctis and stuff like right next to you fighting. Um, but as far as actual gameplay goes, it's not, it's not super interesting, but as like a little extra for fans, I believe it's going to come. Do we know if it's coming bundled with the game or not? Well, originally it was going to be available a little while after the game was out, but, but then, then the it game got, got delayed, delayed, so it yeah. might actually come day and date with the actual. Yeah, but I, I, I expect it'll come. I expect it'll come with the, the day and date with the, the full game. Um, it's all right. It's like a good little extra, I think, if you've got a VR headset. Um, but probably not one of the VR games that you buy the headset for. No, <laughs> one thing I would say, like there are quite a few games, and Square's actually doing it quite a lot. But there are games which have little bolt-on extras yeah. for VR. So we've got Star Wars Battlefront, which is getting the Rogue One VR mission. Uh, you've got, like you said, Final Fantasy 15, which is getting this little first-person shooter section. Uh, Call of Duty is getting the Jackal Assault. And you've got Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is getting the Croft Manor mode, which is also available third person, just normal on a TV, but you can play it in VR in first person. And like initially it seems like, oh, these little crappy bolt-ons aren't going to be much. But then you you play some of them and 15 aside, like they're actually really bloody good. So I went to Square and played um, Rise of the Tomb Raider the other week in VR. And yeah, it's only this hour long Croft Manor bit, but... In hour, VR, hour long is quite meaty for VR, though. In VR, like double that, if not triple, because you just want to spend time poking around that world. Like there was a bit where uh, you start off in Lara's dad's study, and you're trying to find a way into his safe to get his last will and testament to prove that you do have the deeds for Croft Manor and that your evil uncle <laughs> can't take it off you. Um, which, it, it seems like a bit of an absurd <laughs> setup, but hey, I'll, I'll go with it. Um, and there's there's a bit very early on where you can open a cupboard uh, down at the bottom of it's like a big bookcase, and there's a cupboard at the bottom. It's about shin height, and you can open it. I'd actually moved Lara too close to the cupboard, so I couldn't really like look down and see what was in it. So I thought, oh, I wonder, I wonder if I can do this. So I got onto my hands and knees and stuck my head into the cupboard. <laughs> And I could, I genuinely could. I was like, oh my word, I cannot believe that I feel, genuinely feel like I'm part of this place. Um, and that was just incredible. It was just sticking my head in an empty cupboard. But the yeah. fact that I could do that, yeah. it's just like, holy crap, this is really something It's weird. Quite it's, special. it's completely different to what you expect from any yeah. normal game. And, and whereas on, like, I've played that Croftman a bit before and... Um, when I first did it, I just, you know, I picked up the stuff in the study and moved out. In VR, I found myself almost going up to every wall and studying yeah. every element, like reading the spines of the books on shelves and marvelling at little wooden carved figures um, on one particular shelf and like picking up uh, a, a picture frame and then turning it over in my hands because you can turn over the dual shock. Although it turns out like seems like to find every detail, you have to really like twist your <laughs> wrist in a very uncomfortable oh way. So it was actually easier to do that with a thumbstick. Um, but just 
the sense of like ducking and weaving and bobbing not to dodge anything but yeah. just to it to Experience be like wow it. like i'm in croft manor just, for the first time ever and that was insanely good it completely weird. changes your perspective on everything yeah. in it uh, when i played it at gamescom as you say just actually like even something as small as being able to look down, move your head, move yeah. your body, and that be translated into the world. It does so much to really place like you the, there. The library has a little balcony upstairs, and if you go up there, you can peer over the oh, balcony nice. edge and down. And, get a bit giddy. And you find yourself playing it in a different way. Yeah. Like you, you are no longer playing just to get the next pick up and to yeah. progress the story. You are playing just to feel that sense of place and to really appreciate the world that you're in. And I don't do that too much. Like There aren't many games that I can say... I just play to be in that world. Yeah. There are some, like I said before, I did an opinion piece on The Witness. It's almost like a little National Trust walking <laughs> yeah. sim for me now because yeah, I just yeah. like being in that world. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. But Croft Manor is like, holy crap, I've been playing this since 1996. Different iterations of the Croft Manor. And yeah, sure, I've got nitpicky problems about, oh, that wasn't there in that version yeah, or where's yeah. the gym and Paul gone, all that stuff. But actually put that stuff aside and just... You know, except, okay, this is a new Croft Manor. It's the most beautiful Croft Manor there has ever been. But to be able to poke and pry around it is just insanely good. Weird. We've got one final one, which is from Martin Bowell at Landstalker. He says, it has to be Here They Lie, the first horror game built specifically for PSVR. Yes, please. You pants, please. Sob. <laughs> you hashtag. No I tonight. have played a demo of Here They Lie, Martin. Um... It is brilliant. Did you have and to get new pants afterwards? I didn't, but oh so my goodness. It, don't worry, Martin, your budget is purely on PSVR. It's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, save that trouser money. Uh, you're all good. Um, it is horrifying. It's it's wonderful. It's it's something I was thinking about today, actually. It's one of the demos I played that like really I, I came away and I, I, I wasn't talking too much about it. I was kind of chatting about VR worlds and stuff and all the other things, but... Really, I mean, Resi's obviously coming out, which is a, a big, big thing. And I played Resi in VR as well, uh, Resi 7 um, at E3, and that was terrifying. But like here they lie should definitely be on people's radars as well if you're into horror and you're into VR horror. Like, it's not all the Resi show. It's mostly the Resi show. But here they lie is great. It's this kind of like trippy experience. You're in, um, you're in like the abandoned tunnels of the underground in London. Um, and you're walking through and um, you, you've kind of got a flashlight with you um, and you can turn it on and off. Why on earth you would ever turn it off, I don't know. I think you have to, uh, I'm pretty sure you have to kind of collect batteries and notes as you move through. Um, but it's actually this really trippy experience. Um, you're walking through these tunnels um, and I remember like turning a corner and there was like a shark swimming in, in midair um, on this like huge drop off point where the kind of part of the tunnels had uh, crumbled away. And it's just kind of very odd. And I wasn't really prepared for that. Um, it's a cheeky way to reuse assets from VR World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, pop the shark in here. Here you go. It comes at you. Um, no, so that's really interesting. And I was kind of like walking through these tunnels. Um, and there's like these men in like pig masks. Kind of reminds me of um, sort of like amnesia machine for pigs. So like, Didn't pig, you see them when you went to Union? <laughs> The pig mask men. <laughs> the pig mask men. Oh, God. Pig mask men of Baker Street. Horrifying. But, like, I, I, I don't want to ruin everything, but, like, there's a bit... 
I don't know. There's there's bits where proceeds to spoil everything, but there's just horrifying scenes that you don't expect. And when you're and like in any other normal horror game, you might be like, "All right, that's a bit creepy. That's quite creepy." But when you're just like in Resi Seven, when it's in your face, it's horrifying. You know, like seas of like blood and gore on the ground, and there there's a bit which is amazing where like a huge don't spoil it. Okay, but like Crikey, Jen. Oh, these these like this is only the demo though. Like it's definitely not the whole game. But like <laughs> this... things that you don't expect to happen, and things that are extremely like drug trippy, psychedelic to the point where you're like, and because you're in it, you're like, I feel like I'm going a little bit insane, so, and that's the scary. So Jen's thing. getting super animated now, but it's quite funny because it's not even the horror game that she's most excited for, because that honor if I want to call it that, belongs to a little game called Weeping Doll. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. There's also a horror game coming out, which I don't want to touch on very much because I am genuinely terrified of dolls. Like, I am very afraid of dolls. Yeah, like, because I just get afraid that they're going to come to life. So if, <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone remembers Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I used to watch this when I was younger. There was a Halloween episode that genuinely scared the life out of me where like her doll came to life and like started coming after her with a knife and she kept trying to kill it or like burn it or throw it away and it would just come back. You should, watch the, you should watch the X-File episode Chinga in season oh five, which God. is written by Stephen King oh, about no. a little, little doll. I can't. Like it's just the way going, they I like. Want to play. No, and his no, eyes, no, no. Like, open like Child's and... Play. I watched Child's Play, which really isn't like the one with Chucky, the ginger doll, which really probably isn't that scary. It's quite campy. It just scares the life out of me. Like those little things running at you on their legs. In the new Resi demo, the Lantern demo yeah. that I played in VR the other week, for one of our cover stories, as uh, well, it's one of the part of the things I did with Resi for one of our cover stories next issue. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, you start off by running away from. Marguerite Baker into this swamp house, but the 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 rickety bridge over the swamp is like um, just I think there's like chicken wire down one side of it, and it's just okay. like mangled dolls. <gasps> no, hanging. they don't do anything. No. They don't do anything. Yet. But I'm very hopeful they will because there was that. Obviously, everyone who Save who is like me. super into Resi like I am should be very familiar with the the killed off projects that. They were when they were trying to make Resi Four. They went through like three or four different iterations before they actually settled on what Resi Four uh, was eventually going to become. And obviously, one of them turned into Devil May Cry. Um, but, oh wait, you told me about that. Resi yeah, there, level there with is the doll. there is a version where there are like these little dolls, and um, Leon goes into a room and creeps around the corner, and there's like these little skittery dolls running no. around. No. So I'm no. really, really praying that some of that stuff comes back it would terrify in. me because the the whole setting like it, it definitely could play on that voodoo trope and yeah. having having little childhood oh, in the house yeah. and stuff but yeah that anyway there is a there is a vr game coming out um called weeping doll which is basically about um you're in a house and there are dolls that are haunted by the memories of abused children and come to life and like and that's what and they're like vengeful hate powers them um and I, I am sure that I will be the one ending up reviewing. Jen's it. reviewing this one. For oh us. yeah. I mean, obviously, she's oh, the one the who has the best. It will have the best experience. The thought of it, it like makes me tear up a little bit. It's terrifying. <laughs> like even right. Remember the Moomins? Remember how there was that what? like? How <laughs> can you be scared there of the was, like, There was like that little creepy witch girl. 
Okay. Yeah, and she kind of like looked like a doll. Anything that's like small and childlike, oh, she creeped me the hell out. So, so like children. Yeah, children I can't have dolls. children because children they'll, dolls. they'll like run run along the hallway in the night because they'll have a nightmare <laughs> or something, and I'll just kick them in the face. I can't. I can't. I can't. Anything. No. Anything like knee high. <laughs> I can't. Nobody let me have children, please, because I'll like. Oh god. I can't well, be held responsible for my actions. I, and- <laughs> And so end this question. Yeah, let's do that. We're just, not going to top this. <laughs> uh, just, just to um, wrap up something just I to bring was, it back to reality. I'd mentioned earlier. Uh, as I say, we are just uh, finishing off our next issue. That's going to be on our twenty fifth of October. First thing we are got some weird music coming in from the ceiling. It's a doll. It's coming for me. Uh, kick it in the face. Box. Kick it in the face. <laughs> First of all, we are back down to our normal price, five ninety nine. Just I want to make that very clear. Uh, it's only ever when we do the twin double issue mm-hmm. that um, we would ever go up. Uh, that is not a permanent thing. We're back to five ninety nine. Uh, we have two covers next month. One of them is Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. The other one is Watchdogs Two. We won't talk about that stuff yet, um, but certainly. In a couple of podcasts time when the new issue comes out we'll tell you all about what we did what we've played who we spoke with um why we're excited for them both uh what else have we got that issue we've got uh, a couple of free gifts we've got a poster um and we've got uh custom face decals for your playstation vr um for emoji faces because jen's obsessed with these it's amazing matt emailed me and he's like jen i need you to give me like just email me a bunch of emojis that we can have as custom decals and i was like not a problem here they all are so if (laughs) you are getting yeah if you are getting playstation vr you'll be able to custom up that face they're really fun uh, with weird little winky symbol things (laughs) Uh. bingo time (laughs) (laughs) um and we've got a lot of reviews, an mm-hmm. awful lot of reviews, like PSVR launch lineup. Consider that all reviewed in the issue. Um, Tomb Raider, I've already said I'm yeah, reviewing. We've got a another bunch preview of, other big of games. Horizon Zero Dawn, some new stuff we on Horizon have Zero new Dawn. Stuff on Horizon. And Detroit Become Human, um, which I saw at E3. Um, and I've gone into, um, I sort of briefly covered it in our E3 issue, but I've gone into a lot more detail um, about everything I saw at E3 and the quite substantial demo uh, that we saw. Um, and I'm really excited for that. And also, Frey, got our and... final verdict on Dishonored 2. Yes, we have, yes, which we I've have. not yet seen because you've only just written it. Um, so, but hey, we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? There's <laughs> a new issue out now that we need to plug. So, yes. it's amazing. If you haven't got it yet, PS4 Pro on the cover, PSVR in the second mag, tons of stuff, over 180 pages of glorious PlayStation love it's and opinion. And there's probably a couple of bad reviews in there as well that we kick their faces off. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's have a look. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Any bad ones? There wasn't. Well, it's it's not, relatively it's not too bad. It's, it's a strong. decent. We've had a couple issue. of months where it's like, oh my goodness, it's like four and five. Yeah, you know why? It's pretty you, decent. No, I had a couple. Well, of sorry, Ben. Ben Tyra had a couple of months. Oh, brown touch Ben. <laughs> he's 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 actually doing all right at the moment. I need yeah. to take him down a peg or yeah. two. We'll, we'll find some crappy games for Ben yeah, to review we'll again. Don't you worry. Way. Yeah, you gave me FIFA 17. What a terrible game. <laughs> Can't. I'm sorry, Fifi. You know I love you. <laughs> it's good to have you back in my life. It's gonna bleed you dry on Ultimate Team now. I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, revenge. I, I cannot wait. I'm excited oh. to have to remortgage my house. You're a mentalist. Right, and with that, we have to run up and jump straight back into VR because 
we've got a week left until deadline and there's no way we're going to review all these games if we sit around talking all week so thank you very very much for listening uh, we'll be back next week with a mini sode with our up-to-date vr impressions and the hot takes on what games you need to be buying with playstation vr um so as ever uh, let us know your comments about this and the mag on facebook on twitter on email at opm at futurenet.com and we'll be back next week yeah bye guys bye, bye. bye.